exhaust everything that you can if you decided to go on a particular skill. Like for instance, if you decided to go um, photography, and then months after months nothing happened, ask yourself, did I do everything that I can, or what else have I not done that might be a reason for me to succeed? Ask those questions before you uh, entertain the idea of shifting from another skill. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jay Christ, and welcome to another episode of The Design Live Show. In episode 74 of TDLS, I sat down with Kevin Sommerbang. He's the founder and creative director of Kinetic Slides that help businesses stand out from the competition through stunning presentation designs. In this episode, we talk about his design life stories from ground up, how he was able to start after he graduated as an industrial engineering student and shift his career from being in the corporate world into creative industry. Massive practical tips on starting your own design journey, he stepped back with his creative business journey and how he was able to overcome it. We also talk about the step-by-step guide on how to provide outstanding service using PowerPoint presentation design. The importance of understanding the content before designing anything and why designing slide presentation is underrated especially here in the Philippines and much much more. So hopefully you'll find this really really insightful for your entrepreneurial journey and for your creative journey as well. And I'm super excited to share this to all of you guys and I know and I will I personally believe that you'll find this uh, really meaningful. And I really love to talk with people like Kevin because we share a lot of, uh, you know, similar uh, passion with regards to design. And hopefully you'll uh, you'll find this uh, really helpful for your own creative path. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or SoundCloud, or in any of your favorite podcasting app. You can also check all the episodes for free at thedesignlifeshow.com. That's thedesignlifeshow.com. So I think we can dive in now into this episode with Kevin. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode. You're listening to The Design Life Show, a podcast that's helping everyone grow to live a meaningful and creative life. It's me, Jake Rice, a designer from the Philippines, best known for being an advocate of essentialism and optimism. I'm sitting down with awesome people to talk about their journey, their process, and the lessons they've learned along the way. Hey everyone, it's me again, Jake Rice, and welcome to the, another episode of The Design Live Show. And I'm super stoked right now. Actually, we're recording it uh, tonight at 9 p.m. Uh, I'm here with Kevin Sumerbang. So, Kevin, how, how are you, man? Hey, Jake Rice, what's up? I'm good. Yeah, thank you so much for accepting my invitation, bro. <laughs> and I really sure, appreciate, my pleasure. Yeah, I really appreciate your presence tonight. So, yeah. Before you know, before we dig dive on the things that we want to share for the community, for the for our listeners, can you share a little bit about your 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 work right now, your your uh, your the things that you are doing right now, and a little bit about your personal life? Yeah, sure. 
Um, for a start, I'm a graduate of industrial engineering from St. Louis University, Baguio City. But then uh, five years after being in the corporate world, I decided to shift to designs. So right now I'm a designer and uh, my major client is one of the biggest data center company in the world. So uh, what do I do? Well, basically I do PowerPoint, very basic shop. Very basic such that someone would say, really, you make money out of PowerPoint? Yes, that's right, I make money <laughs> out of PowerPoint. Correct. So I started my freelance career um, three years ago, but it didn't. PowerPoint didn't come on the way easily. You know, I, I started a lot of uh, trial and error. I first first thing that I did when I was uh, applying on Upwork was to be a transcriber. You know, that's one of the basic things that most of us freelancers do, right? Uh -huh. And then um, I shifted to uh, doing Photoshop, um, editing audio doing videos and all this stuff, but the income that I get from it is not really commensurate of uh, the efforts that I put into my work. And so um, I was hoping for more, you know, I was looking for uh, what could be an easy way for me to um, do my freelancing and then get paid well. Uh, I was thinking of it way back like three years ago. And then one job post on Upwork, struck my attention. It says PowerPoint designer. And uh, uh, the client was offering it for like $120. And for me back then, it was such a big money. So I was like blown away. Wow, really? Yeah. Someone is willing to pay for, for a PowerPoint presentation for $120, US dollars. Huh? So I was really, really surprised back then. So I applied. Luckily, I got in. And then, uh, so that was my very first PowerPoint client. So he is from Australia. And then that's how that's, that's how I started my PowerPoint business. I thought um, 120 is uh, like a very big amount. And then uh, as I work, as I progress or as I develop my skills in PowerPoint, I realized that a lot of businesses need my service. And then that's, that's the time that I started to move out from Upwork and then start connecting, connecting to through LinkedIn, Facebook, and all of the sites that we can uh, see leads from. Gotcha. And you also yeah, have so, your own website, right? Right. Yeah, can I, can I plug it in now? No, no. <laughs> we can plug it in later. after this one. Yeah. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> yeah, for sure, we will talk about it later. And yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just curious, man, uh, when you're shifting from this uh, career or from this freelance work, creating and designing PowerPoint for for the one of the uh, or for the few great clients that you have right now. What's your uh, what's your thought about that? What what you are thinking when you are shifting in the, into this career? Yeah, for once I was a bit fearful back then. That was uh, actually um, six months. Six months now, yeah. I okay, used yeah. to be a supply chain supply chain planner under one of the biggest um, food restaurants in the Philippines, and then they were asking me, um, "Why, why, why do you need to go out? I mean, mm -hmm. this company is yeah. good. It's providing you a good in income, a stable one, and gotcha. mm -hmm. they're promising like a lot of stuff, like um, the company." 
the company has a plan for you in the future, all the stuff, you know. But then I said, no, I'm not that happy here. So I, I, it's hard. It's hard to, to give them the right reason for me to move out from that company. But then they know and they felt like I was so passionate about what I do, which is designs. And uh, they couldn't do anything but to just let me go. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that um, during my last day, I remember that there were a lot of managers who, um, who wished me really good luck, who gave me a lot of inspiring messages to thrive on my own business and all that stuff. So... First one's fear. Now, the next thing that I felt back then was uncertainty. Because when you're, when you're doing your freelance business, you're all, you're all on your own, right? 100%. Yeah, sure. So, so that may be one of the reasons why I'm so fearful back then. So how am I supposed to make this a stable job for me? Uh, what do I need to do so that I can have a consistent number of leads or number of clients what if i won't have clients in the next months how will i feed myself all those stuff those fears kept on my mind but i always believe that when you're passionate about something when you put your everything your passion your um when you when you put love and commitment to what you do everything will work out just fine and by the grace of god you know everything works fine right now I guess on my standard. Gotcha, and I think that's really yeah. you know that's really uh, great to you know to go back on your humble beginnings and uh, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm 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 you know it's super interesting how you you uh, overcome those fears, especially you know the creatives right now or those few passionates that. Uh, that are really doing well it's it's uh, it's you can count it on hand on your hand right so and mm-hmm. uh, some of them are really uh asking for external validations and i'm 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 impressed that you you really try to do your best and pursue what you are passionate at and yes. yeah and when when it comes to you know freelancing right so i think a lot of uh, filipinos especially the, in general filipinos are still don't have any idea about this right so if if you give it a chance that you know share something for those aspiring freelancers or aspiring designers uh what what will you say about the, uh, to them Well, that's a tough question, and I think I could just need to put myself in their shoes and then go back like three years ago to answer yeah. that. <laughs> so, um, my advice for those freelancers or those um, wannabe freelancers in the future is that you have to have a solid commitment before you dive into freelancing. Because like what I said, when you're when you're doing freelancing, you're all on your own. Well, except if you have like mastermind group or you have a coach. But the work that you do, you do you do them all on your own, one hundred percent. So, uh, my advice is that 
think about it before you dive into it think about it is this something that you would really like to do yes they say that freelancing gives you freedom um, but freedom just doesn't come so easily you have to work hard for it and a lot of temptations a lot of trials a lot of challenges will be there and if you don't have that solid commitment to pursue freelancing i don't think you're going to make it through so my advice is that think through it um, if you want to pray about it go and pray about it and then make a commitment for yourself uh, perhaps for your family um how do you see yourself five years from now how committed are you to make it real five years from now or 10 years from now? Commitment. That's it, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's really, you know, awesome. And I, I think uh, I'm really connecting with that, with the commitment. Because uh, the only thing that you can do for yourself is to commit, uh, uh, you know, to commit something that that really, uh, that really, uh that you you really cared of yeah that you are caring mm -hmm. uh on your own right so it's basically uh like your you know your your uh, uh let's face it right so uh here in the philippines right so we we've thought that uh you just you just go to school after that get a job that get a good job right that pay you uh a certain amount of money, X amount of money, and mm -hmm. uh, doing some unconventional path, it's 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 really uh, it's really need a hundred percent commitment, right? And it's really right. a tap uh, or a hard pill to sh uh, to sh to swallow. So thank you for sharing that, Kevin. And with regards to you know uh, when when you are. Uh, doing some designs for your clients. Do do you have any you know processes or workflow? If if you know if you don't mind sharing that for for those aspiring PowerPoint designer, before we oh, yeah. dig dive on how on your uh, on why there's power on PowerPoint design designing. So can sure, you, can you share can you share it to those who are listening? Yeah, sure. So you guys who wants to be. PowerPoint designer someday, um, you have to know that each output, you know, um, each output has a different uh, approach to it. But if there's one general thing that I need, that I do, or that is part of my system, it's in um, uh, the first, the first one would be understanding the content, you know, because if you understand the content, um, you would know how to Put yourself or you, you would know how to strategize on what you do per slide and what type of design will be used for this particular deck or yeah basically those stuff you need to consider the content um, so gotcha. that you can know what type of design that you will be using um, and this is hand in hand with the branding right so if you know that if you know the company that you're working for what type of branding do they have so that uh, you will induce those branding guidelines or brand guidelines to the deck. To the deck, it's good that most of my clients have brand guidelines, but some of them don't have. So that's one of the challenges that I uh, face sometimes. I have to create a brand guideline for them before I could finally start doing their uh, slide, their slide design. So 
the next part is that um, before I dive into the rest of the slides, I make sure that my like my pilot slides, I call them pilot slides because um, they just set, they're like the mock-ups of a product. Pilot, pilot slides. slides. Yeah. Sure. Like it's a like launch a, slide. A launch thing. slide. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got it. So I design like five to seven slides and then show them off to my client. And then uh, I would say, uh, how do you feel about this design? Do you like it or, or not? What, what are your feedbacks? And then based on that, if they're happy, then that's the time I would dive into the rest of the uh, slides. If they're not happy, I just need to um, check on them again. Um, what doesn't make you feel happy about this thing? What did I not understand about um, the content or the design or the brief? Gotcha. All this stuff. So they would, they would need to revert back to me and then... Uh, um, Based on their feedback, I would need to tweak that those pilot slides and then show them again. And then the review process starts over and over again until I come to the point where I would get what they need before I would dive into the next, the rest of the slides. So the tip that I learned from that from that is that you have to really understand the content and the um, the brand guideline, uh, the design brief, so that you will eliminate the process of a lot of reviews or a lot of checking because it takes time. You know, most of my clients are in the U.S. and it, it takes one day for them to get back to me. So I don't want to do that. I want a fast, I want a fast uh, transaction between them. So I make sure that I understand the content, the brief, um, the brand guideline. I do the pilot slides and then let them check it. And then after everything's okay, I will make sure that the rest of the slides are consistent to what has been signed off during the pilot slides. So that's it. That's basically my process. Gotcha. I have a follow-up question with that, Kevin. When you're designing uh, the actual PowerPoint, do you need to write the content as well or they provide the content for, for you to Oh, yeah. Design? Right. I failed to mention that. So um, what I currently offer right now is just, just designing. But I look into it in the future. Like perhaps gotcha. I would have another team member who does uh, content writing. Gotcha. But right now, all I do is to design everything. Yeah. So they give me everything, and then uh, I make sure that it's completely on brand, um, brand consistent, um, professional, or it depends on what they need. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what I yeah. do. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And actually, uh, I'm 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 really uh, enthusiastic about the, this topic because I think uh, this niche is really undervalued right now in the design industry. Yeah, if, if, you could say that. I, yeah, can you can you agree with that? Because we need yeah, more I, designer I with the PowerPoint because some of the keynotes are you know uh, for for the sake of you know. <laughs> I'm not trying to brag, but, but some of the keynotes are really not that interesting and doesn't not communicate uh, the, the brand, the value, and the end goals of, the, of that talk or of that keynote, right? So Exactly. And, yeah. And it's really interesting to know more about your process as well because I know that uh, designers uh, out there uh, didn't know the possibilities about this one. This niche is really 
really powerful and uh, w- uh, and I'm thinking that you can use it for your startup pitch you can use it for your companies mm-hmm. companies uh, you know if there's an event right so it's really really mm-hmm. uh, it's really caught my attention right so right. Uh, yeah um, with regards you, you know Kev- Kevin with with regards to the designing do you do you know do you prepare to uh, to uh, you know drop something with your pen and paper or just just go with it with uh, straight to the to the apps or tools you use yeah well i what i do is that um part of my process is just to read through when i'm understanding the content which is my first step right so when i'm doing that i just scroll through each slide that they have they currently have gotcha mm-hmm. and then i just uh have at the back of my mind or I, sometimes i would i would create a draft but it's not like a draft that you do like a, a an illustrator like you create a create like a, the outlines and stuff you draw gotcha. no it's not that what i do is just i just take note that on each slide this needs to be seen on the next slide this needs to be emphasized all the stuff more of like the guidelines instead of the draft gotcha. or the drawing yeah that's what i do yeah is there any limitations with you know with the number of slides that you can uh present let let's say i i'm i'm the client and then i'll ask you to create a slideshow for 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 a product do do you recommend some uh number of slides or or yeah. it's up to them yeah um i would say it's up to them but sometimes i give them my input like if you're doing a pitch like the standard slide count for pitches are like 12 slides only and if you go beyond that that would be like um your presentation is going to be boring or something yeah <laughs> yeah and mm-hmm. for some some of my customers some of them would require up to 60 60 slides 60 um, 60 them, yeah 60 some of them most of uh, you know i have i had one client before which is in the academy and uh, uh if i yeah, can remember like sense. right it's like 200 something slides that wow. was by far the most <laughs> yeah the most number of slides that i designed yeah depends on the need really gotcha. yeah gotcha and yeah i i can imagine if if you're pitching for for an academic uh students right so it's it probably more slides than than pitching your startup right so because business uh, uh business owners are you know they have they don't have any time to waste right so probably if you're designing your your slides so you ca- you can shorten up right so maximize the the time right. that that uh, for your guests or your for your uh for the investors right and right, yeah that's right Yeah and let's go dive into your you know uh to your struggles and what are the challenges you know you know when you're just uh you you've been into the freelancing or designing uh powerpoint for more than three years is it, is that right right yeah and what is the, what what are the biggest struggles or challenges that you uh that you 
overcome through through the throughout mm-hmm. this journey and how do you overcome it just to give some idea for the for those listeners or for those aspiring designers as well yeah cool so um one of the things or i can say i can consider, consider this as my weakness is uh consistency you know what exactly. sometimes on a days you have you are very hyped you wanted to do a lot of stuff you stay up all night doing a lot of things and you plan for a lot of things and then uh on the next week you were just like oh i don't want to work this day i just want to <laughs> lie on bed every day and then watch Netflix and stuff yeah. all those things mm-hmm. sometimes to be i become inconsistent but the thing that really um works and i'm not saying that i'm a master of it i still go through that struggle like a lot of times uh, but the thing that helps me is that um being in a group with like-minded people or being in a mastermind group or um being on a tribe you know recently i enrolled to a tribe and then there are a lot of designers in there there are a lot of freelancers who share the common mindset that we all have which is winning surviving uh, closing deals all the stuff so when you get to hang out with them you get the energy that they uh that they show you know when you talk to them and they're very passionate about what they do um you become passionate too you know you you come to uh you come to realize that oh i've been sloppy for the past previous days i i wanted to get back on track and then um continue what i have started you know uh how am i doing on my goal or what have i been achieving for the past days all the stuff you start to reflect on yourself when you see when you hang out with this types of person so i guess one of the things that really helped me is to connect with someone with like minded like you jay chris and i'm really happy that we connected through your podcast and um, and uh, i <laughs> correct i continue to connect with a lot of freelancers to know more about their business and what um, strategies have been working for them so i could probably apply it to my own business and when i talk to them like over a cup of coffee or just like this like when when we're on the phone chances are or most of the times i would be inspired after the after the conversation so it's really important to have someone who understand what you're going through and someone who uh shares the same uh, mindset that you have 100% yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's really cool and you you know and when it comes to this group support group i really think that we we need that as well and i'm i'm big about that as well because uh um you know creating is really means commitment right so if you want to be inspired if if you want to be you want to keep yourself motivated uh you have to uh fill uh, or fill the gap or right uh when it comes to right. the people you you are you are talking with or the people you mm-hmm. are sharing your your ideas or passion right it, it's really it's really the key right uh, to to be productive as well yeah and with with, with regards Kevin to you, you know you you mentioned how you how you started on upwork right so right now is 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 it still working at this space of time uh we know that it's it's uh it's kind of saturated market as well 
with regards to, uh, also in the design part because i know i've been in the, in the design industry for uh, I, i think nine years right so the the mm-hmm. competitions is uh, getting higher and tougher and how do you keep right. yourself uh, different from the others can can you share your insights about that yeah first off um i decided to get rid of upwork or i decided to move out of up from upwork gotcha just this year it was january But before then, uh, you were right. Competition's really tough in there. You know, you are uh, fighting over a lot of candidates, like 50 plus candidates for like uh, a very stressful job, you know, and you would really want to get that client and you are willing to go the extra mile, spend a lot of sleepless nights just to give him what he wants, then end up being paid for something like something that doesn't commensurate all your effort. Um, that's the thing that I hated about Upwork. So that's the reason it why sucks, I moved yeah. out of it. <laughs> it sucks really. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, did you, I answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's uh, that's why you created your website as well. It, exactly. To gain right. more leads, right? So because right. Uh, I, I always said that uh, Uh, if you want to win, you have to play the long game, right? So you have to have the infinite mindset. And I got that from Simon Sinek, right? And yes. I think a lot of creatives right now are really uh, overthinking about getting some, uh, getting a lot of work, get as much as clients that you can have, right? And mm-hmm. I think right now you you need to be really strategic. Uh, I call mm-hmm. it... Uh, what you call that strategic strategically ignorant as well because mm-hmm. uh, as you might know we need to learn fast and move forward as as things uh, you know the technology goes uh, you know uh, the technology keeps in evolving especially in the design industry in the creative industry so we need to catch up on that and for me one of the things that i've always uh, share is to to have this principle less but better if you can have less clients but better payment what why not right if you can have right. uh, less uh, less bullshit and better actions right so just do it right exactly and stop right. overthinking so basically you've shared a lot of uh, you know points about that and i'm really thankful for sharing that uh, for you uh, for sharing that kevin thank you so much for sharing that to the listeners of tdls yeah Mm-hmm. And yeah, and I think we can go now to talk, uh, go now and talk about the power of designing PowerPoint. So, uh, especially the uh, what what will it do for the business side as well? Because I I know uh, for me it's 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 kind of uh, I still have some gray area on this. You know, uh, I I don't uh, I didn't I don't have uh, what you call this. I don't have the luxury to design a PowerPoint every day like you. So basically, I really love what you are sharing and I want to learn more about this one. Can, can you share your insights about that for for that, for that the TDLS listeners? Right, sure. So what I meant by power in PowerPoint is that the power of PowerPoint uh, and how it impacted my life. So I'm excited to share it to all of you guys and I hope that you would have 
a lot of inspiration from this thing. And uh, I want to start off by saying, if you go to LinkedIn, you will see a lot of articles or posts talking about ditching PowerPoint because, because of its deadly powers. You know, I'm not sure if you guys have heard about really? death by PowerPoint. I didn't yeah, hear that. Deadly uh-huh. powers. You know, yeah, like a lot okay. of stuff. If you go to LinkedIn, mm-hmm. you see a lot of posts about it, like death by PowerPoint, ditch uh, PowerPoint because yeah. it's not good, all this stuff. But um, basically what it meant by death by PowerPoint is that the presentation kills the audience, audience because it is super boring. And this is the reason why the PowerPoint gets a bad rap when in fact it's not PowerPoint's fault. It's not PowerPoint's fault. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You might say, sino responsible sa death by PowerPoint? Who's responsible for the death by PowerPoint? It's actually the speaker. Mm-hmm. What happens is that they tend to focus too much on the content and put almost everything on their slides. Yeah. The tendency is that they will just use the PowerPoint as the script. They literally read everything on the slides, bullet by bullet. We've seen this before over and over again. And we cannot blame PowerPoint for this, right? We can, we can blame the speaker. Yeah. yeah. For me, right? Microsoft has done a very revolutionary product when they introduced PowerPoint in 1987. If I could compute that, that would be around like 30, 31, 32 years. I mean, um, <laughs> I, I'm really a fan of yeah. PowerPoint. Well, because first and foremost, the deep reason is it has been my bread and butter for uh, three years now. And right now, if I compare myself to what I was back in the corporate, the difference is huge, really huge. I get to to work for less hours and then get the amount that that I desired for and work with a lot of amazing people. Whereas in the corporate world, you experience a lot of Politics, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So that's one of the biggest um, differences if I compare now and then before. So um, now you guys might think now, oh, everyone can create a PowerPoint presentation. So why bother? Why? Why? Why will I make it an option for me if I wanted to be a freelance designer? Well, think of this: businessmen, they earn. A lot of money, right? They need PowerPoint. Do you think they will spend a, a lot of time doing or designing their presentations? Well, in fact, they can use that time to gain more income. They won't do that, right? Hindi nila gagawin yun. 100%. If I'm the business owner, I wouldn't, if I'm a CEO, if I run a company, I wouldn't spend like three hours of my day Spending on PowerPoint, well, in fact, I could use that to um, do a more income-generating thing, right? So that's a thing. That's where you come in, guys. So if you're good at PowerPoint, leverage that. Use that. Speak to a lot of persons. Speak to the right people, the businessmen who you think needs your service. And that can be your start. Now, um, you, might, you might say, you might think, what are the possible markets for PowerPoint service if I start to, um, if I decide to focus on PowerPoint? I could share to you three markets for PowerPoint service. And I hope you're excited for it. Are you? 
Yeah, I'm excited for it, guy. Bro. Cool. So share I, it. <laughs> I dive. Yeah. I dive with the first one. Sure. So the first one is the speakers and trainers. So obviously they are the ones who always use visual aids to tell a story or teach their audience. Right? So the main goal of their of the PowerPoint slide designer is to make sure that the story is supported by the visual design. The audience will not be bored. In other words, this is the exact opposite of death by PowerPoint. Your goal as a PowerPoint slide designer is to eliminate the threat or death by PowerPoint. You have to make sure that each slide resonates a story. It has a story. And all slides, if you connect them together, they form one big story. So that's what you can do for trainers and speakers. Speakers like TEDx speakers or conference speakers or inspirational speakers or coaches, or you can also say webinar speakers, all this stuff, a lot of opportunity for you guys. And if you try to search on Upwork or Freelancer or all other freelancing sites out there, you will see a lot of job posts related to this. And some of them might be speakers and trainers. And some would be our next market, which are the startup community. Right? Yeah. So, Jay Christ, you mentioned a while ago about the pitch thing, right? Yes. So, mm -hmm. founders... Founders and spokespersons of startups need to pitch their ideas to their prospect investors. So what do they use? They use pitch decks, which are usually, usually designed in PowerPoint. Now, the role of a pitch deck designer is similar to the, the role of the slide designer. However, um, you have to be very careful or you have to put a lot of attention to the details because some of the slides there talks about numbers or statistics. And uh, if there's one thing that a pitch deck designer should have, I think logic is very important. 100%. You know, yeah. The pitch deck designer should understand the business model of the startup. Otherwise, otherwise, may here happen to portray. They will have a hard time to portray the story or the thought of the pitch. Yeah, infographics right. it's really crucial when it comes to this one. Right, because exactly. Big, big, uh, big guys, <laughs> you know, uh, always uh, thinking about the numbers, right? Not only with the mm -hmm. with the with the person who is presenting. Yeah. Right, right. Very nice point. So if you also know about infographic, chances are if you could just show just one infographic to a uh, to a client who is a founder or a startup founder, chances are they would notice you because you have, infographics are so powerful in the startup industry. And so that leads, that leads us to the last market where we can uh, serve as PowerPoint designers, which are businesses. Now, I make this general so it will simplify our list. So presentations are not all PowerPoint can do. The truth is, truth is, the truth is, it's a very powerful and versatile software. Now, I'm going to share to you, I'm going to share to you like 10 things that you can create out of PowerPoint, which can be beneficial for businesses. So what are the type of businesses? You can say digital business or um, traditional businesses, uh, let's say uh, hospitals, schools, 
um, spa, yeah. restaurants, a lot, a lot, a lot yeah. of businesses. Okay, and most of the businesses, most of the businesses now uses social media, right? Or most of the businesses use social media to advertise their business. So, with that thing in mind, you can always think that you can offer them social media images which can be created in PowerPoint. Right? I don't know if you thought about it, but gotcha. yeah. when I when I first started my freelance journey, I started with Photoshop. But the problem is, you know, sometimes my clients come back to me. They wanted like a, an edited version, an editable version of the file. And when I give them the PSD file, they were like, oh, I cannot do this. This is too much, overwhelming. How do you do the layers and stuff? How do I change the text? Very yeah. overwhelming for them. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason also why I shifted to PowerPoint because in PowerPoint, you can just send them the file and then they can do the tweaks on their own, right? Yeah. So it's very easy. And I think, Kevin, uh, just to add on this one, I think uh, for those who, you know, especially aspiring designers, you make it, you, you make it to the point that it's really simple that in a click, right. in just one click or two clicks, uh, they have the result, right? So that's what business exactly. wants. So results. So basically, that's the most important part when you're designing something, right? Right. And they want something that is very easy for them to tweak or gotcha. just not. Yeah. Yeah, right. So another thing that you can offer to them, to businesses, is videos. I'm not sure if you guys try converting a PowerPoint presentation into a video because that is is a no-brainer. Like, I think a fifth grader would would know that. <laughs> That's uh, my yeah. guess. But anyway, but anyway, what I do is, if you would check my website, I don't know. What I do is that I animate the objects such that they would appear to be like created in a motion graphic type, like in mm -hmm. what was the software that you used to create motion graphics? After Effects. After Effects, yeah, yeah. right. I try to animate the objects in PowerPoint so that they would appear like they're created in After Effects. And then I save them as a video and then upload them wherever or give them to my clients. And you can also sync a voice voice over to that to that video so that it would come up like an advertisement or or a tutorial or all the stuff that we see on social media. So that's it. The second one is YouTube videos or videos in general. Next one is what you just said a while ago, Jay Christ, which is infographics. So I, I don't think I yeah. need to expand more on that. And another thing is business cards. You know, business who, card. who mm -hmm. knew that you can also create business cards? Because in PowerPoint, uh -huh. you have the freedom, you have the ability to tweak or to resize the slide. Ooh, so nice. the standard size for business cards, yeah. right? So the standard... Standard size for a business card is 3.5 inch by 2 inches, right? So you can, uh, you just have to go to the right, uh, click the right, and then input that size, and then there you have it, the business card. Apply your magic and everything's fine. And another one, the fifth one is uh, resumes. Now, way back like two years ago, I had some clients who came to me asking for um, a stunning resume, something that is cool, yeah. not like 
done in the 90s, but something that is yeah. done in a in this current age. And then when I give them my design, they was like, they were like, "Where did you do this? Why are you giving me a PowerPoint file? I thought this would be done on a much more advanced software like Photoshop or InDesign or something." So that's the that's a validation for me. Yeah, that, that's really yeah, great. I think I'm doing a great uh-huh. job. I would continue with PowerPoint. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So should I continue with my list? Yeah, sure. Do you have any things to share? Sure. Yeah, just yeah. four more things. Cool. And I'm gonna make this really quick. Okay. So the next one is logo. So uh, to be honest, I did my logo in PowerPoint and just ask a designer from Upwork to convert it into an AI file. So you can create logo in PowerPoint because, believe it or not, shapes in PowerPoint are much like similar to the shapes in Illustrator. They are vector-based, guys. Try try to do gotcha. it. Try opening your PowerPoint and then uh, creating some shapes. And then when you zoom in like to the uh, yeah, biggest yeah, zoom yeah. that you can ever do, it's vector-based. Yeah, and I that's see that. Stunning. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah, yeah, right. Cool. Now I'm gonna go past on this. I'll know the seventh one, which is what I usually offer to my real estate clients, is the brochures and flyers. So you can give them perhaps like two, two pages of flyers or a long form of uh, brochure, all this stuff, which many of the professional designers use Adobe Illustrator or Adobe InDesign to create all this, all these stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But I've created it in in PowerPoint, and you know, my clients they didn't have any problems with it at all. Well, in fact, they actually love it because they can tweak it anytime they want. <laughs> so that's what what's good about PowerPoint. That's yeah. the power in PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just gonna get uh, through the three more things that you can offer to businesses, which is a screen recording. So if you wanted to give them like a tutorial you can record yourself using PowerPoint because there's an option in it. Now, another thing is to create uh-huh. a GIF or a GIF um, with just uh, the use of animation and transition from slide to slide. You can create a GIF. And the last thing is you can create a Prezi-like presentation. Like everyone knows about Prezi, right? Like it, it has like a zoom effect and then... Uh-huh. A lot of turns and all the stuff, very, very cool, very sleek, very animated, and very, uh, I could say millennial, animated. Yeah, right. But I'm not sure if you guys know that you can also create the similar effect in PowerPoint. But you have to consider that you have to use, uh, I guess, like 2010 version and up in okay. order for you to have that, that, um, that feature. So that's it, guys. Those are the 10, 10 things that you can offer to businesses for. Uh, those are the 10 things that you can offer to businesses using your PowerPoint service. Gotcha. That's really cool, Kevin. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think uh, for those who are listening, make sure you, you, know, you take down notes. But I guess uh, uh, for me, it's really valuable for, for those who don't know this uh, niche uh, and want to try this niche, right? So especially for yeah. those uh, aspiring creatives or aspiring designer. And it's really, you know, I, I see a lot of possibilities in designing a keynote or uh, PowerPoint, right? So 
because billion dollar uh, startups or billion dollar companies are are using this right so why not take right. some advantage right so take take the, the opportunities and create your own opportunities using this uh, this amazing tool right or this um, using your skills as well on storytelling exactly right right and uh, yeah kevin before we uh, we uh, we wrap up this this episode what's your best practical advice for those aspiring designer like you uh, I, I know you you've been a lot of struggles as well and if you're if you go back when you're just getting started what's your best practical advice for them well the best practical advice that i would give you guys is to um exhaust everything that you can if you decided to go on a particular skill like for instance if you decided to go um photography and then months after months nothing happened ask yourself did i do everything that i can or what else have i not done that might be a reason for me to succeed ask those questions before you uh, entertain the idea of shifting from another skill like that's what i do also right now so before i try to do um to offer other businesses i would try to say what else can I do with PowerPoint that could help a lot of businesses and give me the results that I want, which uh, gives me freedom, all the stuff. Yeah. I, I, I need to try to, as much as possible, exhaust, exhaust everything that I, that I can before I try to shift on a different thing. Uh, and if you would apply that to your freelance business, guys, I would say that before you decide to shift from one niche to the other or one skill to the other, make sure that you've given your best, your utmost, utmost best before you make that decision. Because if you're trying to, if you're trying to shift from one niche or one skill to the other, and then you end up not being committed, fully committed to doing that, chances are you're just wasting years, guys. So it's better that you make a commitment and then learn everything about it as much as you can and then exhaust everything. And then if, if nothing's working, that's the time that you shift to another skill or another niche. So that's yeah. my utmost advice for you guys. Yeah, thank you so much, Kevin, for, share, for sharing that. And I actually, you know, actually uh, kudos for, for, that, for that as well because... Uh, I think uh, if you heard Bruce Lee quote that I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I right, fear the exactly, man right. who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. So, you, you know, uh, just think about it, right? So be deliberate of your actions before doing something else. And I'm, I'm very big as, uh, with this as well because before I go dive into creative entrepreneurship, I try to... Uh, to juggle my uh, my corporate uh, work and do some side hustling, so it's basically what what uh, what Kevin said, right? So practice uh, practice makes uh, you know makes uh, practice practicing one kick ten times ten thousand times would really uh, open a lot of doors for you. Right. Exactly. Right? 
Yeah, that's it, Kevin. Thank you so much again for sharing your journey, your design life stories for our TDLS audience. And I really appreciate it, man, for, for dropping by on the podcast. And I really mean it. And thank you so much for sharing the thank you, uh, thank you. Yeah, the time with me uh, or recording this podcast with me. So where they can yeah. find you if they have any questions, if they have uh, any PowerPoint uh, tricks that they want to learn from you, what's, where they can uh, find you online? Yeah, sure. Okay, so if you guys are interested about PowerPoint or if you guys find that this is very insightful or inspirational for you guys, you can check with me or you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Just type in my name. That's Kevin Sommerbank. Or you can go to my website. That's kineticslides.com to see what I do. That's it. Thank you so much, Kevin Sommerbank. Thank you so much for, uh, for sharing your very, very valuable lessons for the TDLS listeners. Talk, talk soon, man. Thank you so much. All right. Talk soon. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay Christ. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. As you might probably notice or not, I haven't published any episode for the past two months. The reasons was that I realized that I need to step back a little bit to make this content more amazing and evergreen for all of you guys. Especially for all the supporters who contribute monetarily and I just want to let you know that it really means the world to me. With that being said, there are a ton of people asking me on how to support this podcast, so here's how. Number one is you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts, so in that way, you can help me to reach more people and make the podcast more discoverable within the ecosystem. Second one is you can take a screenshot of this podcast and share to your friends, colleagues, or to anyone that might be interested in this kind of content. Third one is you can support the podcast monetarily by visiting jchristteves.com forward slash donate. That's jchristteves.com forward slash donate or patreon.com forward slash tdls. And the last one is by listening to all the podcast episode. However, if you support my message, that's more than enough and it means the world to me. So thank you so much.